Hello, Guardians, listening to us safe from within the hollowed confines of the Hall of Guardians. Welcome to In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and the Destiny community. I'm your host and resident party coordinator, Jorge, a.k.a. GoToNRG, Mash Those Buttons personal exterminator of Skolas and the House of Wolves. In fact, I beat them so bad that the 8th is their very last day. And then joining me today is the originator and leader of those Mash Those Buttons nation, Jarrett Redding, say hi. Hi. Hell of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also joining us is my personal assistant and the Dr. Watson to my Sherlock, John Waldraff, a.k.a. Waldy. How you doing? Good. Good evening, Guardians. So since this is an updated refresh of In Orbit, much like 2.0 is going to change Destiny, how about we go over a little bit of ourselves and our backgrounds as it relates to gaming and how this might influence how we experience and perceive destiny. So let's start off with Jarrett. Give us a little bit of a synopsis on what gaming is to you and how you got into gaming. Oh man, how I got into gaming. I mean, I've been playing games my whole life. Like, I don't know, like asking how I got into gaming is, you know, asking how do I breathe air? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's, you know, obviously, um, I was born in 84, so, you know, I, I, huh? what'd you say? Me too. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I started with the Nintendo. I didn't have any consoles before that, but uh, I always I always had at least a Nintendo console, uh, and I guess around the time I got, like, 14, 15, that's when actually I got into PC gaming, and I joined the PC Master Race, and I re- never really looked back after that. Um most of my gaming, especially on the PC that I like to do, was competitive. It was multiplayer. Like I got, yeah, you know, I, I I really liked video games. Always, always growing up, but I started to love video games when I was playing Quake, Unreal Tournament, StarCraft, you know, stuff like that. So almost everything I do now, I mean, I played competitive gaming for so long. I mean, I, I ran a clan in uh, UT, in UT 2K4, Counter Strike, Battlefield, Call of Duty. You know, I, I, all those all those different games. So now, uh, whenever I approach a game that has a multiplayer, it's always in a competitive aspect, even though I'm not really playing competitively anymore. I think that's one of the reasons why, if anybody well, has been listening to In Orbit so far, I have such a hard time swallowing the Crucible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just in the back of my mind, it's always this, you know, things need to be balanced so that it can be competitive. And... Uh, I don't know that that's just part of my personality. So that's always where I come from, you know, where I'm coming from, um, is from the the player versus player aspect. Uh, almost every game I play, like I, there's there's several MMOs that I've played over time and I liked, and then I stopped playing them because the PvP sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there's no PvP in the MMO, I won't even play it because to me there's no point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's kind of where uh, I come from in terms of of gaming. Cool. What about you, Waldy? Well, <clears throat> I would say it's not as extensive as um, probably uh, both of yours experience with video games. I mean, I remember I was little, a friend of mine had a Nintendo, so I would always be over there. We'd be playing um, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and, uh, and Zelda. And I had a Sega, which grew uh, into a Sega Genesis to a Sega CD. I was one of them who actually had a Sega CD. 
that only lasted that lasted a, a full year. Um, and I, I think it from that point on it was a PlayStation, and I skipped PlayStation two and went to three. I'm more of a someone who finds like one or two games a year and just kind of sticks with them. Uh, normally will be a, uh, a multiplayer PVP type um, for, for several years. It was, it was all call of duty. Uh, whenever a new call of duty came out, that's what I'd be playing. I've gotten pretty bored with the call of duty games. It's, they all seem to be uh, the same or, or very similar to each other, even as, as they made advances in, in the types of gameplay. It's, I usually get bored with it. Um, but I never even played the actual game part. It was always just multiplayer. I would just put the disc in and go straight to multiplayer. Um, and I think Destiny is probably one of the first games in a long time where I've been this involved in both the storyline and PVP. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm vested into it, but I'm, I'm very cautious. And, <laughs> <laughs> in, in some of the things that I see, especially in the last couple months. So, but uh, I, I just get a kick out of it. I have a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, and I always enjoy, I usually talk to Jared a lot. Uh, I think he, he helped, uh, invigorate some of the, uh, love for video games. Uh, he and I used to work together and, and I would usually ask him all kinds of questions about the history of certain video games that I enjoyed playing so much when I was younger. And I would get this detailed history of, of where Super Mario Brothers 2 came from. And it would be so fascinated to listen to it that it kind of helped get me back into it. Cool. Well, for me, I'm very similar to Jared, except we diverged around the PC area. Um, started off with Nintendo, uh, got the Game Boy, played a lot of Mario games, um, in house Nintendo stuff, Ninja Turtle games. Uh, got the Super Nintendo, went crazy for that. Um, Super Castlevania, Mario World, you name it, I played it. Uh, went to the 64, then the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, GameCube, all the way on up to having pretty much all three of the systems when Xbox came out. Same thing with the Xbox 360, PS3, and the Wii, and now I have the Wii U. I have the Xbox One and the PS4. Um, my history with first-person shooters started with GoldenEye. And if anybody wants a balanced game, yeah, don't go to GoldenEye. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, this is the first type of per- first-person shooter that I can say that I've continuously been playing since that era, where I played GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and whatnot. Um, and this is the first MMO-style game that I've been playing. Uh, as well so it's a very interesting thing for me um a different experience and now look at me i'm on a podcast dedicated to the game interesting Uh, i'm very i'm very new to the mmo game also so i'm right there with you this is all new and then for jared he's been in all bunches of games and stuff so this is nothing new to him yeah, I mean, it kind of comes along with the territory of the PC Master Race, you know. 
Right. Because you're laying the smackdown on all them noobs. You got to, man. But (laughs) I will say the good thing about the PC is because of the fact that you can use any type of input and you can build your systems how you want. They're really, except if it's just, just if, it, if a developer doesn't make the game for PC or they do a piss poor job of, of brand the PC, of course, that's a, a showstopper. But for the most part, you could just play anything. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well versed in MMOs and first person shooters, even MMO first person shooters, like, you know, planet side was probably one that I would say cracked that first. You know, mm-hmm. so I ha- I have a lot to to base it off of. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm so unhappy. Maybe knowledge is too much power, Jorge. Just a little bit. Just it's too just, much. Just too much power. You know, <laughs> kind of like thinking that you're up to snuff, and then all of a sudden thirteen and zero happens, and you don't know how to react. <laughs> oh man, you are gonna bring that over here. Oh Leave yes, Carl alone. No, Leave Carl. And, alone. No, because you know what? I'm about to fire shots at another podcast. Where were you, Double Tap? Where were you? <laughs> well, I, I can I honestly say Crash Tag was in Seattle covering packs for us. I don't packs. care. No, I don't care. They should have been there for that butt whipping. It was chaotic. It was glorious. It was everything Dr. Doom wants and more. But we're going to move on to the actual episode, episode 8 of In Orbit. The first thing we're going to talk about is the very first of the many updates that will be happening uh, leading up to Taken King. This one happened, I'm sorry, yeah, the Taken King, I apologize. Uh, the first one happened a couple weeks ago. It was about an 8 to 9 gigabyte update, and it was for the Husk of the Pit Nepal Awards. Uh, the Husk of the Pit wasn't dropping in the um, the one... Uh, mission for uh the the crota and they changed that so that they increase the drop rate rate it actually drops um nepal awards shaders and emblems started dropping as well for the people who donated to the nepal uh t-shirt thing and they got rid of tess everest which means one of two things either they're changing her um what she's going to be doing in the tower, or she's going to appear somehow in Taken King and she's going to die. One or the other, and I hope she dies, because something about that face it just makes me want to slap the hell out of it. Out of everybody, and, you, want to, you want Tess to die? Tess, she was so useless. So useless. I really she, didn't understand the point of her anyway. Yeah. She was just there. Well, to my understanding, at least the way it felt like you know, whenever you got like you know a promo, something like a promo code or something right. special, she was supposed to give it to you. And I think possibly they were meaning to do more of that and just didn't. But if anybody's gonna bite it, it needs to be Eris. Like she needs to go. She should have died down there. Oh no, she. They they have big plans for Eris. I Although know, I know, I'm we'll not... discuss it later on. That there is something that has Varix-like implications for the future of, of Destiny, and I'll explain that in, in, in a little bit. But uh, in terms of Tess Ever, she pretty much got replaced by a kiosk, and a lot of the stuff that she was supposed to be doing ended up just going to the Postmaster. Um, if you guys remember, during Christmas time, we were supposed to get a special gift from Bungie, and it ended up showing up in the Postmaster. If anything, I would have expected that gift to come through Tess Everest. It is a special order. But 
Well, clearly it's a tough times, uh, 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 economy wise, uh, around the tower to know that someone's losing their job and it has to do with kiosks. It's just, it's technology is taking people's jobs and somewhere Tess Everest is, is out there just trying to make ends meet. And maybe if she didn't push for that $15 an hour raise, it would have been a problem. Uh, she always, had, she always had an attitude anyway. She always had an attitude. Yeah, you know. $15 an hour to, to give me a package across the desk? Come on. Well, you, you have the robot. The robot at the at the, the postmaster is complaining about how heavy a package is. It's too heavy. It, package is too heavy. Package is too heavy. <laughs> Since when is that too heavy for a robot? It's well, a bungee robot, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow we went off the deep end right there <laughs> so uh going into pvp a couple weeks ago they made an update to the rotation um stuff such as uh maps i should say such as rusted lands shores of time pantheon and exodus blue were just decreasing probability for control a mode that i rarely play just because of issues with the randos and uh, stuff such as uh, maps such as Firebase Delphi, Twilight Gap, Blind Watch, and Exodus Blue have lower probability in Crash. Uh, Clash, I'm sorry. Um, if you guys noticed, we probably played one, maybe two matches in Firebase Delphi in the past few weeks. And that kind of explains what's going on there. Uh, uh, there's, oh. there's three maps. There's three maps that they play. Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I That's it. <laughs> I don't understand. With, the, with yeah. a little bit of Exodus Blue thrown in for good measure. You would think it would be, you know, give an equal opportunity to all maps, and then the game remembers whether or not you did that map, and it would remove it from the option for the mm-hmm. next one. But no, they had to just go and make it difficult, and, you know. I, don't know, I, th- I think at some point Bungie got obsessed with the amount of time it takes for you to get into a game, and while of course that's that's a, that is an issue, um, I don't think speed is the number one priority. You should be making they should be making sure that you're you know you you do have a decent map rotation. I don't understand how iTunes can make sure I don't hear the same song twice, you know, in a playlist uh, when I hit random or shuffle. But yet, Bungie can't do that. And it only has, what, you know, let's say six, seven maps. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, have, if you're in a group, that group or whoever the group leader is defines the playlist. You know, like the playlist is generated on them and everybody else just follows them into it. Just have all the maps, you know, randomly put together and join people into those maps. That's it. I don't understand why that's such an issue. But then again, you know, it really does. Yeah, I'm not going to get too deep into it. I was just going to say, it does feel like PvP is is the redheaded stepchild of Destiny. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm definitely crossing my fingers that Tuesday things get somewhat updated and balanced out. It's probably not to your liking, but a little bit goes a long way for me. Dude, you said balance and Destiny. That's a joke, I know, right? right? LOL, LOL. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it every time. (laughs) In in, in a game 
where the goal is to make the player feel legendary, make them feel special, make them feel powerful. If you take that exact mindset over to the PvP, it's not going to work out. You can't balance it because it's going to be cheese. You do you like know? your Gorgonzola. No, I, 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 no, I fucking hate that shit in Destiny. Are you a little <laughs> lactose intolerant? Yeah, like I, I, I'm a little <laughs> lactose intolerant when it comes to PvP. Like cheese and single player game, like in, in this in the campaign, that's whatever. But like I said, just I don't know the the competitive mindset I have. Like I actually don't have a problem with losing. I can take a loss. I can take a loss if the, if everything's fair. But I hate dying to cheese, and that's that's frustrating to me. You know, that's 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 a very frustrating point. So I, I, you know, I, I know you have you have your hopes. You are, uh, you know, uh, the exact opposite of me. You are the Dep Destiny optimist uh, in, in most cases, but yeah, you know, I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna balance. Out. I think uh, they're going to well see one one issue as okay. Well, this is the problem, and then do something about that while unbalancing something else. Robin, I don't PayPal. <laughs> I don't think that it'll ever be balanced enough for competitive multiplayers, mm-hmm. and that might be a problem for those people. But let's really take into account that they they only take up what five percent of the entire gaming population at most. It's a very small thing, and and, and I think just the, the the small minor balances that are happening for the most part, are, are pretty good. And I see that it's going to level the playing field for a lot of people to the point where exotics won't completely blow away someone um, who's, who's just starting out. It, 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 the, the starting out right now and going into Crucible, it's a freaking joke. You, you're just going to get blown away by somebody who has Thorn while you have the auto rifle from the first that, that you first get from the game. There's, there's I- nothing... That, I disagree with that. I'm gonna take one of your words. I disagree, and, and this is why. When uh, when Diverse first got on the Destiny, because he had been playing on the Xbox, and mm-hmm. then I told him I was playing on PS4, so he bought a PS4, he bought Destiny, so he could play. Um, when he the first night that he got on, mm-hmm. we went into the Crucible, and I started. That's actually the day I started my Titan. So me, him, and Sage going to the Crucible like level ten. Uh, you know, fifteen, twenty, and by of course, by the time we got to twenty, now people are showing up with exotics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, like us using the base weapons that we still had, it was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, the thorn is still cheese, but it, maybe it was just the, like the skill of uh, our skill was decent enough to be able to offset that. Mm-hmm. I was using a green fusion rifle a green solar fusion rifle and like roasting people sage was rolling for laughing because he would see me pull it out and then he'd just see death after death after death and we were doing quite well and we were actually were having a lot of fun mm-hmm. um so i don't know maybe maybe well maybe you're partially right because like you said maybe it, it, it maybe it depends on the skill level of the person the person can't compensate you know right. with 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 accuracy and tactics then you have a problem I think it's the same way I've, I've been able to compensate with not having a gallahorn all damn year and still kicking ass, <laughs> you know. Just just imagine how uh, how good you would be if you had a uh, Hawkmoon. I know, right? Yeah, still, no Hawkmoon. 
<laughs> no, no home rule. Thanks for bringing that up, John. You're, you're, you're a pal. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. I'm counting mine over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I think that's more a symptom of that the exotics were just a little too powerful. And the fact that they're all being brought down somewhat um, with the exception of scout rifles, which would be Mata Multi-Tool and I guess Fate of All Fools, but almost no one has that. So. Well, um, I, I wouldn't say that all of them were were overpowered. I, I think for the most part, you see the same set of, let's say, five guns. Um, and, that, and that's even including the, uh, the secondary and your heavy. Uh, for the most part, you're going to see Thorn, Last Word. You're going to see some kind of sniper rifle, which will either be uh, Icebreaker or not even an exotic, like Herb Benevolence or something. Um, and then you'll have Galahorn. And it, it's pretty much those five. Mm-hmm. And two of which you can only use, well, you can use Icebreaker anytime, and they're they're going to uh, nerf that pretty uh, by adding the amount of seconds, which I, I still don't quite get. But um, It's more for PvP than anything else, I guarantee you. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's, but... You know, for the most part, though, I mean, as someone who uses, I pretty much use the Thor now just to combat the last word. And when I see a gun like the last word that only has to put two bullets in you and you're dead, when uh, even with a Thor, and I still think you need to put three in two. Is it was it two and then still run away? Two headshots <laughs> and then run away. And right. That's it. Uh, I mean, it's immediate. Sometimes it doesn't even feel like it's been two bullets from last word, and you're just dead. Right. And and it can be from across the map. Right. Well, I mean, th- that's the stuff that's supposed to be um, fixed with 2.0, and based on what people have been, who have played the the 2.0 style games um, over at the Red Bull Arena and the ones that have done like E3 and whatnot. Um, at least in those sandboxes, the hand cannons were almost never used. Scouts were very, very useful. Uh, pulse rifles were powerful um, and probably going to take over the top spot for, for many uh, gamers, but they were still limited in the range that they could be effective at. Uh, the one thing that I was, like I, I told you a couple days ago, I think shotguns will go the way of the Dodo and the thing that will be replacing them is those sidearms. And from what I've seen, especially the uh, the Red Bull, um, what is it, Rift uh, Challenge that happened a couple uh, weeks ago, those sidearms look very, very powerful. And it seems like that's the direction that, that Destiny is going to be going, that mid-range game. Uh, that's, the, that's the big area right there where, mm. and, you know, scout rifles are definitely going to, I definitely see scout rifles and pulse rifles just dominating PvP. And for the most part, I'm okay with that. Uh, just be, because there was something inherently wrong when every weapon performed at scout rifle range to the point where scout rifles were no longer viable just because they couldn't do the same amount of damage that a two-tap Hawkmoon could do. Mm-hmm. Um uh, my thing about the about scout rifles, 
because I, I actually sometimes will use a scout rifle in the crucible but that's mainly to battle like to me a scout rifle was a alternative to sniping i don't like sniping in that game i don't like it at all and so i, I mean i like being mobile and moving around and not standing around in one place but the thing is you still have to have something for the snipers now i can use you know a uh my hand cannon right now to out snipe snipers Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing. But if I wanted something a bit more reliable, I would switch over to my uh, to my Fang. You know, I switch to the Fang of your Ute, and that gives me the mobility that I need. It gives me the distance that I need, and then I'd have my shotgun as my secondary. So I think it's it's point of view. But the thing about Destiny, and you can say this for almost any first person shooter, the community is going to gather around the weapons that are the most effective. That's always going to mm-hmm. happen. So if mm-hmm. that's the case, the community's always going to find the, the the best weapons. Bungie's going to be like, oh, like in this case probably, wait, people aren't using hand cannons anymore. That's a problem. Well, of course they aren't using it anymore because they're not the most viable weapons. They're not the most efficient. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see a array of scout rifle, hand cannon, pulse rifle, and auto rifle at the same, at the same you know, in, in the, right. at the same time. And that's what worries me when I when I start to hear, well, no one's using a hand cannon anymore. Then I start to wonder that was too much done then. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing. I I definitely think, and this is just based on the the evidence that I have in front of me, the the the, the on paper. I definitely believe that all weapons will be viable. It's just it's going to determine. It's it, the factor is going to be. What level is it? If it's something like Cauldron, I'm definitely going to be using Hawkmoon. Just because it's always going to be a mid-range game. And if you dare use an auto-rifle, I'm going to win that match every single time. Because all I have to do is just pop you twice in the head and you will die. Now, if it's something like, for example, Shores of Time, I will definitely not use a hand cannon there because my game would be more range. I'm probably going to be using a scout rifle. And definitely my sniper rifle. And I think that these changes are have been a long time coming instead of one size fits all. Um, well, what, what you're talking about there is strategy. Right. And, and unfortunately, the way the game was built for such a long time now is that you didn't need strategy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as we can tell from playing the Crucible, there are people that will be on our team uh, that lack any kind of uh, thought process in how to win a game. They either, they don't capture anything. They go in directions that you're just asking to be sniped. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're, they're idiots. Um, And so there's no sense of uh, strategic moves whatsoever. And the game was built around the idea that you could probably pretty much do that. And you could tell from the weapon choices people were making. And when you, you talk about uh, a map that is, is larger, more wide open, that you would expect to, uh, to see snipers um, and long range, um, longer range weapons. And when you realize you've been killed 10 times already and you're, you know, three quarters of the, uh, through the, through the match, and eight of those ten times were shotguns, mm-hmm. and it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and that's the kind of the stuff that uh, I mean, I I hope to see that they fix. 
Because I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is you mean to tell me that you're running around and and I'd look at their their score, they're at the top of their team and they're running around with a shotgun. Yeah, uh, it definitely seems like the game hopefully takes more into account the range factor because um, it didn't seem like that range um, that that range factor on the weapons meant anything, um, especially during this past Iron Banner. I, you, you saw it. I mean, the, the most of my Iron Banner came on that last day, and it was just to get that one character to level five so that I could get the uh, that amazing roll on that Silmar's Wrath, um, which I believe is going to be very, very viable come Tuesday, um, in close to mid range uh, combat. Um, it's the, the, that 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 the stats on that were very, very good for that game. Um, hopefully. The, the that range perk or range factor really comes into play because hand cannons operating at scout rifle range was ridiculous. Um, and hopefully this gets more people, especially the new game modes. Um, the, uh, the the that are coming also on Tuesday for at least one week for everybody. Um, Rift, um, the super mode, and the. Uh, I forget the name the th- the third one it's basically going to be all every everything about control um they they force people into developing strategies to basically succeed in the crucible um I know it's it's tough to to imagine based on what we have right now with the current meta but based on what has been presented in the videos in um on paper um the different uh things that Bungie's has has provided it seems like the direction that they want to go is your um, weapons based on the map. You know, uh, and I, I hear what you're saying about, you know, developing strategies to win games and all that stuff. And it sounds good. It sounds good, but if Bungie was truly interested in teamwork and PvP, they would have done something a long time ago, like forcing everybody into the, into the team chat channel with, like, without having to opt in. That should not be... And the option shouldn't be the opt-in, it should be the opt-out or to mute certain players. Because that's how we got where we are right now. We got where we are right now with PvP and nobody talking or communicating in PvP because it was so limited. Like, you couldn't even, unless I was in your fire team, you couldn't even talk to them. Then they finally added the chat and it was opt-in. You know, you have to do something to get into it. So what do you see in the game? One or two people get into it. And now even with you being able to automatically switch into it, if I'm by myself in the the crucible, I can you know you'll see me go in, maybe another guy, but then he doesn't even say anything, or she doesn't even say anything, mm-hmm. you know. And this is that's that's all Bungie's fault, if you ask me, because in the beginning they did not press communication for a game that's supposed to be played with people, you mm-hmm. know. And then uh, another thing about the the weapon balance is that they can't they they have to stop looking at weapons like. Scout rifles versus auto rifles and hand cannons versus sniper rifles and scout rifles. They if they, they need to be looking at individual weapons because that is the problem. The hand cannons wouldn't be an issue if it wasn't for the thorn and um last oh my word. God, last word, yeah. Like for the thorn, I'm sorry, but the thorn should not be eating away Guardian's health and put in PvP, and the last word should not be able to shoot from the range that it does. You know, I kill snipers all the time across the map with the thorn. 
Right. You know? And that's cheese. I mean, that shouldn't be happening. So that's what I'm saying. They need to go in to look at the individual weapons and see how do we balance these out. But that that that's exactly what's happening on Tuesday. I don't know. They, I mean, like, they they nerfed the thorn before, but they I mean, like they they barely did. I mean, they they nerfed it as part of the class. So I mean, like what like what else are they doing to the thorn besides just bringing down the damage in the range again, which is what it, they're doing well, to the whole class. Well, the the class is getting a range reduction, and on top of that, the thorn uh, dot, the damage over time, is getting nerfed heavily. Um, for example, I hit you with, let's say I hit you with a thorn shot. It's going to take into account the range that it hit you at, um, whether it was a headshot or not. So let's say I hit you from what, what now is scout rifle range. That headshot would probably do 47 damage, and instead of doing the 7 dot, it's going to be 3 dot. In order for it to get to 7 dot, I have to keep putting bullets up to 5 to get it to 7. And by that time, either the opponents run away, or you have to reload your, your, your hand cannon. Right, okay, so they looked at the thorn, and actually that's, that's a response to what was happening in Trials of Osiris. Right, and all, they, all other hand cannons, all of them, every single one of them, the, the, big, bad, uh, the big ones, they got a heavy, um, in addition to the class item, or class weapon, nerf they also are getting a uh, a nerf to the specific guns the exotics in particular are getting a, a specific nerf um the one that doesn't seem to be super effective or affected i should say is hawk moon but it's not for the reason you think you have to have that second perk unlock in order to have what it seems to be all 13 bullets otherwise you, you're down to like nine and you only have that one luck in the chamber. So, in fact, let me go ahead and pull it up right now. I'm pulling it up for... Okay, here we go. Thorn is going to... They're reducing the base damage of the Thorn Mark of the Devoured, which is the dot, to roughly a third of what it is in PvP and PvE. And you can stack it up five times. The Hawk Moon, they're, they're removing the ability to one-shot somebody so that only two of the bonus perks can stack which is like 170-something damage, which is still pretty powerful, but it's not going to be... if You can't put all three on one bullet to instantly kill somebody. And then the last word is, in addition to everything that the, that's happening range-wise with hand cannons, they're reducing the range stat to 10. It was originally 20. They're reducing the effect of range while you're in ADS, which is aiming down sights when you aim, uh, just for everybody that doesn't know what ADS means. And they increase the accuracy and precision aim assist scale when you're firing from the hip. So you, in order to, the, the original intent of last word was to be that Western hand cannon style where you're firing from the hip, not really supposed to be aiming down. They're also fixing the bugs where the hip fire damage bonus was applying incorrectly. So it should remove that double tap. I'm not trying to throw any podcast puns. But that double tap kill when you were aiming down sights um, with the um, with the last word. It's supposed to be a basically. It's supposed to be the auto rifle of hand cannons. You know, I I can't help. This will never happen. But uh, I I still like the idea in which exotics weren't allowed to be used in the crucible. 
and the amount of different guns that you would see, you you would see everything. Mm-hmm. You would see everything because no one would be relying on three guns to get them through. You'd see people with pulse rifles, scout rifles, snipers, handguns, uh, hand cannons. You'd see everything. And and personally, I just like the idea that because because the legendaries is is pretty much what everyone would be using mm-hmm. are so much more balanced outside oh, yeah. you know unless you've been able to you know get to um the lighthouse or anything um but f- there's so much more balanced and so much more alike and then if you made let's say the iron banner where you could use exotics first of all everyone would actually look forward to doing the iron banner then because they get to use their exotics uh, but to everything balances out more with the regular everyday play of the crucible. I definitely would. The one thing I, I would, I would be careful with is um, there is, there is an, a, a, this is, it's weird to say joy, but there is something to using an exotic weapon in crucible um, to remove it completely is to remove a lot of what makes destiny fun the problem is it's so cheesy as it is right now that you're almost kind of wanting them just to get rid of it the one thing i will say is there should be a mode specifically that um in crucible available anytime you want for clash or a clash version and uh, i forget what the three on three is um skirmish i believe right i think i think that's that's what it is mm-hmm. but there should be two available modes where you can use any weapon you want every other mode you must use legendary weapons because people were, who went to these events the the um the 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 what is it the the the, the red bull uh event that they sponsored for rift um the e3 events and pretty soon on 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 Thursday, uh, Tuesday, with some of the new weapons that we're going to be able to use from the gunsmith, people had the most fun in PvP when it was just legendary. And I believe that they need to make this a more regular thing where exotics are not present. Because some of those perks, they're really, really, really powerful to the point where it's hard to counter some of the stuff if you don't have a certain weapon and then that just removes um any skill or any um individuality in the in the on the crucible uh, i kind of want to you know move it forward because we're on this topic and i'm sure we're going to go back in the crucible later on because there's a lot of stuff let's go ahead and jump into the first live stream that happened about two weeks ago um and let's talk about the tower changes the first big one is everybody knows that the level maximum is going to be 40 and that your light will still be important, but it's more of a uh, boost to your equipment, equipment's attack and defense. Um, you'll start off at the level that you are currently at. Um, for example, I'm a 34 Hunter, Titan, and Warlock. Based on my uh, armor, the game come uh, Taken King is going to scan everything that I have, whether I have it equipped or not. As long as it's still available, it's going to scan everything I have determine my highest level of possibility and give me that that base level 
So I will start off at 34 for all three of those characters, and I'll be able to start off on the hardest stuff for the new mission. If you're, like, say you're 29, you'll be able to start off at 29, and then you'll be able to regularly level up like in any regular RPG or whatnot um, up to 40. Um, once you get to level 40, that's when you start making decisions on light based on ghost shells, armor pieces, weapon pieces. All that stuff is going to play a big um, role in whether or not you should be doing that activity. Since there's going to be recommended levels for a certain activity. Um, the day one level, well, we already talked about that. Um, the big thing also happening is exotic blueprints. Exotic blueprints for armor and weapon, weapons will be in the Hall of Guardians. Um, the big thing that, the, uh, that they keep mentioning is do not dismantle your current exotics, armor and weapons. Because we're not sure whether or not we're going to have them um, come Taken King. So they have to be in your inventory by that time in order for you to have the blueprint. Um, once you have that exotic, you will have the blueprint available. And certain weapons will be upgraded to the year two version. Xbox people, don't worry, because your Hawk Moons, your uh, Fourth Horseman, what's the other one that was uh, exclusive to PlayStation? Oh, Monte Carlo. Those things will have a year two version. Um, you just have to purchase them when they're available, but you have to be level 40 to use them. Kind of like how it is right now where you have to be level 20 to use any exotics. Um, your legendary marks are going to be replacing your vanguard and your crucible marks and it's all account based kind of like how glimmer is right now if you have twenty-five thousand glimmer you have a twenty-five thousand glimmer through all three characters once you have 200 uh, legendary marks you have 200 legendary marks for all three of your characters um and once you use them up you're basically using up everybody's legendary marks you have to de determine whether or not that's the character you want to use it uh, that you want to use legendary marks on. The nice thing is you don't have a cap. For example, you used to have uh, 100 uh, mark cap per week for Vanguard and Crucible. Now you can use up all 200, keep earning stuff in the Crucible, and buy new exotics and legendaries from the vendors. Uh, current Vanguard and Crucible marks on day one will be converted to all the old accommodations that were previously available during the Dark Below. Um, which you can use to level up your Vanguard, Crucible, or your faction. And it's 50 marks to one accommodation. Uh, one commendation, I'm sorry. And your Glimmer will not receive a cap increase, but there will be more things to spend Glimmer on. Uh, one of the big problems that a lot of people had was they had 25,000 Glimmer. The only thing that they really bought were, were heavy ammo synthesis. Well, now you got a lot more stuff that you can use Glimmer for. Um... Then there are daily bonuses, weekly bounties, and quests. This is all, this stuff right here is taking place on Tuesday. All the year one stuff is getting updated. Um, your daily bounties, your weekly bounties, and quests, that they will all be available on Tuesday. Um, the main original story, you can go back into it uh, if you want to start a new character. In fact, they're actually recommending that people start a new character come Taken King. Um, so that you can experience all the new stuff. There's a whole bunch of new things to do, new weapons to earn, new things to get. Um, and they can uh, all be seen on the main screen. Um, it has its own screen um, for just that stuff. And you can track certain ones that you tag by pulling out your ghosts. Uh, the max bounties that you can hold have been increased to 16. And I believe the bounty cap 
or I'm sorry, the, the quest cap is capped at 36. Um, based on those things right there, I'm not going to even go into the stuff from the Crucible just yet. What are the big things that stand out to you guys? I'll start off with Waldy. Well, one of my things, particularly with um, the House of Wolves uh, that I took issue with was how easy it was for someone to, uh, within a week, they were level 34. Mm -hmm. They didn't even have to be level 32 first. They, They were level 29, and next thing you know, they're level 34. Mm-hmm. It was just too easy, and I'm not sure why they did that. And I'm hoping that it goes back to where, you know, it, your level meant something. I don't want the game to be so easy that everyone is at the same level within a week or two. Hell, I, knowing how some people are, are about this game, I don't want to come home from work the day that it comes out and see that people are already level 40. <laughs> Just to interrupt you, I will say this. You will see that. I am sure I will. And it has, <laughs> but here's the thing. Another thing that you're going to have to take a look at is when you look at these, these characters, there's, you know where the Grimoire number used to be or is right now. Right. That's getting replaced. You, you'll still be able to see what, what, how much a Grimoire person has. Um, but that number is going to be replaced by the light level that they have. So in addition to the level 40 that you'll, you will see, you will see a number underneath that that says how much light they have. And that's going to be more important than the actual num- uh, uh, level 40 number that you're going to see. And, th- and that's fine. That's fine. If there's even more to that, if the light level will mean something, that's fine. But I, I just, I don't want... I want the, the, the numbers to mean something mm-hmm. again. That's what I want. I want it to be meaningful. When I see someone with a high, with a high level, whether it be a high uh, light level after their level 40, that to me is someone that has gone through and done everything that they needed to do in order to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always that difference between someone that was level 32 and someone that was level 29 or 30. Mm-hmm. Some of it, not always a person's fault. They may not have had five other people to do raids with and everything, but and that's understandable. But there's certainly things out there now to help them um, find their way through the raids and uh, hopefully get uh, better armor and, and weapons. It's just, I, I hope, and I, and, and I totally understand the other side of it, of like, you know, the constant grind. I, I do think there can be uh, a happy in-between where you feel accomplished because you worked for getting to that level and not a situation of, you know, a week later, oh, yep, I'm totally maxed out and I don't know what to do with myself until Destiny 2 comes out now. Um, as for the other items, the legendary marks, uh, I'm happy to see that they made it unlimited, even though there's a cap. Uh, I had never, I, I never quite understood why y- you would put a cap on that. Yeah, I'd play Crucible, and then my player would get. Uh, I'd watch the, the the red circle make its way around, and then it was like, oh well, there's no reason to play anymore with this character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm glad that they're doing that. Um. 
more bounties, the better. Um, because at least you have something to work towards. Uh, vault space, uh, vault space only became an issue for me. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, sorry. You're jumping a little ahead. <laughs> um, well, that, that's that's what they're all talking about these days. That's what all right. the kids are talking about. Vault what space. about the vault space? What well, vault since space? you already opened up that can of worms, <laughs> everybody's getting double the vault space for weapons and more than double the vault space for armor and items. So I don't think it's going to be as useful as people think. I honestly believe that at a certain point, everybody's going, especially with the new Reforge system, uh, they're going to sacrifice a lot of these weapons. And even if you wanted to go back and do old stuff, um, where your Vision of Confluence will still be very useful, um, let's say you want to do uh, Vault of Glass, um, there's only very few weapons from the Vault of Glass that I would personally hold on to, one of them being Vision of Confluence. I'm probably getting rid of my Fatebringer just because of the massive nerf that's going to happen um, with range for hand cannons. It's not going to be as viable a weapon. Just hold um, it on to it because you know they're going to change it back because they can't balance for shit. I, I, I don't <laughs> think they're going to they're, they're increase the range again. It's going to be... It, they, they want it to be a mid-range weapon and, I'm, and that's what it was supposed to be, but people just took it and they went a different direction with it. Um, it was never viable in PvP, or, or hugely viable in PvP anyway. If you wanted a hand cannon, you took one of the three big ones. Um, so I'm I'm really not too concerned about um, Vision of Confluence. I still have my baby, my, my Fang of your Ute. Everything else can go down the drain. Um, I'm going to be getting rid of all that nonsense. Either way, I, I understand the, the larger vault space. Um, it's not something, I, I don't know, I try and be as efficient as possible with, with my armor and my weapon. In fact, it's, it's mainly weapons. I never have a problem with armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to the, uh, the exotics, I, I mean, I want to see some new stuff. I want to see some creativity. Um, uh, there's nothing that bothers me more than seeing exotic weapons that you, you want to shard almost immediately. Because there's really nothing special about them, um, and some of the 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 uh, special attributes that I see on them now, I'm either kind of you know I, I've seen it okay, no big deal, uh, it could be better. So I I want to see more. I want to see something new, uh, but I, I want to see what what they do to things like the Suros and uh, um, some of the other guns that they're updating for. Um, for uh, the year two okay. version, for the year two version, you know, yeah, I, 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 I want to, you know, I've seen some pictures. I, I want to see now. Granted, I did see there's a year two version of the last word, which mm-hmm. I wasn't too thrilled about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, show me some new stuff or show me some updated stuff. Uh, make these things special again. And I'm I'm totally cool with that. That's that's not an issue. Um, I I I would actually like to see them do something new with some of the guns that were kind of pushed aside in year one. And and I'm talking about stuff like Monte Carlo or um, Hard Light. Uh, well, no what? La- no Land Beyond. Um, yeah, I I realize that the different categories are are getting their buffs. Um, and I think all three of those fit in those those sections, but 
Um, the uh, I, I want to see him do something special with some of these guns. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to see them become more popular amongst people. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, as I mentioned before, there is a year two version of Monte Carlo. And one of the weapons that was going to be tuned in uh, in the 2.0 update is hard light. Hard light's getting its base stability bit bumped up from 65 to 80, so it's going to be a pretty stable weapon from the get-go. And it's going to have different things with the projectiles bouncing off all over the place that aren't affected by the damage fall-off. And that's just the year one version. So we have yet to see whether there's going to be a year two version of hard light. Um, Monte Carlo's getting a change. Heck, even the original Suros uh, regime is getting a change. Um, you still have either the you can choose between focus fire or you can choose between the perk, which makes it like a mini Thunderlord, where you hold it down and all of a sudden it's shooting its bullets way faster. Um, it's also getting uh, a lot of the stuff change. The base stats change, so it's not the end-all, be-all auto rifle. Um, we, we have yet to see some of the other stuff, but the, the, the one that they definitely focused on was the Suros regime. Um, uh, that, that's getting a big change to it. I'll be honest with you, being this, the sniper that I am, mm -hmm. I, I really want to see something done with No Land Beyond. Oh, it's getting... The, the, it's the, at least the year one version is getting an update as well. On the year one version, in fact, let me see if I can find it right here. It's the year one version is getting an increase of weapon handling speed for faster time to aim, ready, and stow. Um, it's getting its sights adjusted so that the middle part of the uh, the the sights it had a weird issue where the top part was was the top part right would be where the headshot would land. Yeah, you would almost aim the the very point to the top of the head of the person you were shooting. Right. Which is very strange. Well, now, now it's getting changed so that the circle, the actual circle is where it's gonna, the bullet's going to fire. Um, um, they increase the time of decay from the master to 8 seconds. So you, let's say you get your headshot kill. You have, another, you have 8 seconds from that time that you get that headshot to get extra damage on the next person. Uh, and then good, it, good thing it only takes 7 seconds to reload. Right. Well, you, you, there's a there's a little trick you yeah, can do with yeah, No Land yeah. Beyond, which you learn. And then they increase the uh, precision damage to an additional 20% um, when for the master. So let's say you, you kill somebody that does about 230 damage. Um, the master gives it more damage. Well, guess what? It's getting a 20% boost to that. So you can do about, what is it? I think the number was 400 per headshot. Which might not seem like a big deal, but let's say you headshot somebody and it's a warlock and they resurrect. Well, go ahead and pop your, do your, you know, raw, pow, you're dead. Because <laughs> I just got the, the master perk on you right, right there. So it's an instant kill. Um, it should be instant kill for warlocks uh, using radiance. So that seems like No Land Beyond, at least the year one version, is going to be a pretty decent weapon. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I want to see uh, something better out of that gun, yet I, I do take issue with the fact that I think sniping is too easy in the, in the game. Yes. It's just way too easy. It, it's, it's one of those things I, 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 I take um, No Land Beyond as being a diff difficult gun to use, 
But uh, at the same time, I think sniping should be almost a little bit closer to how that gun uh, works. Mm-hmm. You know, and using the the, the it, it's just some of these maps. Um, oh God, what well, I can't remember the the one map where basically half your team and both sides will just line up next to each other. Pantheon. Pantheon. Half your team and they're they're fighting each other for space mm-hmm. in order to shoot uh, uh, down on the other side of the map, and then it's just. It's like, especially when you're playing something like Control, and you're like, you guys do realize that there's a point of this match, and it's not to just stand right next to each other and either shoot someone or be shot. I think the the thing that they they should change with regards to Pantheon that would encourage um, different styles of gameplay would be to change the spawn, uh, the original spawn point. How it is right now, you spawn on the far left or the far right and what would what should happen is you spawn in the middle area the lower middle area and the upper middle area and that would encourage people to hey you kind of close to each other so you either move towards them and get in a, in a good position to fire or you uh get into position for sniping and you have to make that decision right there and then and the people that adjust, make the, the quick adjustments uh do pretty good and people that don't, I, I think it would change the way that map is played significantly. But let's go ahead and uh, finish up the stuff from the first live stream. Um, the Crucible has a weekly bounty challenge that, pro- that provides a Nightfall level reward. Um, and the one that we saw was complete all weekly bounties. Um, if you complete all weekly bounties, all of a sudden you get a chance for... A, an exotic weapon or armor, kind of like how it is in Nightfall. So that provides an incentive for people who only do PvP to get, for example, let's say it was year one, they wanted to get Gallahorn. Well, all of a sudden, bam, they have a chance of getting Gallahorn or an exotic um, armor like uh, uh, Crest of Alpha Lupi, something like that. You, they have a chance to get that from just doing Crucible. Um, as we mentioned, the vault space will be double for weapons and more than double for armor and items. And the gunsmith, this is the part that really interests me, um, which we will get to test out this coming Tuesday, the 8th, will have a, a thing called Arms Day, which will be on Wednesdays and will provide you with a new weapon with randomized perks. It's kind of like how it used to be in Destiny before reforging took over heavily. Um, let's say that you wanted to get an LDR from the... Uh, Vanguard Quartermaster. You knew exactly what perks that gun was going to have unless you got it from the Nightfall where the perks might change. Well, guess what? The new LDR or whatever it is that they're going to have in um, Taken King will have a, uh, a randomized perks based on that gun that you were able to level up. And the amount of weapons and from what foundry they are will be based on your level with the gunsmith and what levels you chose to test out that week. So let's say I chose Amalon, an Amalon scout rifle, and I tested it around. Let's say one of the things was kill 30 fallen with headshots. Um, and I managed to do that. All of a sudden, come arms day, I get a new scout, the, the full version of the scout rifle has two perks on it. It has the different perk trees on it, um, whatever Amalon specific weapons have. 
Um, this to me is more exciting than pretty much a lot of the other stuff in the game because this has the potential to either make a gun really, 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 really powerful or very, very weak without the issue that we currently have in, with um, reforging. Reforging was the best and the worst thing to happen to Destiny. It is absolutely ridiculous. Some of the rolls that you can get on weapons and sometimes you're just spending all your resources to get that perfect roll. And it's just encouraged no originality in the Crucible or in terms of weapons. Um, ja, what do you think about the, uh, the, the, the gunsmith and its arm day? Um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, 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 you know what happened? The House of Wolves got me very uninterested in new weapons. Mm -hmm. You know how, like, the House of Wolves broke Sage and he stopped playing? The House right. of Wolves has, like, completely left me not interested in new weapons. So when mm -hmm. I saw it, like, my uh, my initial reaction was like, ah, eh, whatever, you know? And I think I would actually have to play in it to to to, to, to actually, you know, and, and get some of the better weapons to appreciate it, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I think it, it is cool that you can, you know, I guess put the orders in and, and stuff like that. But until I actually see that the new weapons are, are worth it, which I mean, I guess by, they have to by default since legendaries aren't going to be getting upgraded. Right. Uh, they, they have to be, but my initial feeling is like, eh, whatever. You know? Yeah, I, I will completely agree with you. Uh, House of Wolves, it, it was the best and the worst thing that happened to Destiny. Um, as we've talked before on, on previous episodes, um, the rewards for the most part especially from Prison of Elders, were completely underwhelming. The best weapons in the game, a lot of them ended up coming from Vault of Glass and maybe one or two weapons from Crota's End. But other than that, uh, there weren't that many guns that were viable um, in a lot of the PvP content. Uh, you still relied on your Thorn from Vanilla Destiny. You still relied on that LDR with Final Round. Or if you were lucky enough to get the Effort Eat Spear when it was the go-to gun for the final round, that's what you got. But a lot of people ended up not using, you know, the new gun from House of Wolves. Thankfully, final round is getting nerfed. The only time it actually comes into play is if it's a critical hit. Um, thank God, because that one tap on the foot that all of a sudden you're dead was completely ridiculous. Um... I hope that they go back and they nerf more uh, perks like that. I mean, they, they are nerfing certain perks that we know of, like uh, shot package is getting reduced for shotguns. Range finder is getting reduced, at least for shotguns. I hope they don't reduce it for everything. But at least for shotguns, um, that perk is getting nerfed. Um, pulse rifles are meant to be a mid-range weapon, and they won't be as effective as scout rifles for long-range weapons because some of those weapons... There is one particular weapon in House of Wolves, and it's not through the actual um, P uh, Prison of Elders. It's from Trials of Osiris that just absolutely demolishes a lot of people, and that weapon is the Messenger. And I can tell you right now, at least from... I'm not speaking for everybody, but I know the three of us have gone up against many a Messenger and have just come up on the short end of that stick just because... We ended up not being the first one to take a shot. Um, 
I don't necessarily mind the messenger, to be perfectly honest with you. Right. The initial finding out somebody has a messenger, mm-hmm. that sucks. But um, <laughs> I, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, uh, you just you just adapt to that person with that weapon. You know, you right. adapt, you you change your strategy. Like, if I see somebody with a messenger, I'm not gonna hit him like head on. Like, if I run into somebody head on and they, I know they don't have a messenger, I'll probably take them head on. But if they have a messenger, I'm gonna try to get out of their way, make it harder for them to hit me. Maybe get around a corner and see if they try to chase me around. You know, something like that. That's not my exact yeah. strategy, but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's just uh, <laughs> some of the other cheesier weapons that there's just nothing you can do about their cheesiness as a problem. I, I take... Oh, I'm sorry. Go, no, ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to finish up saying that. I don't mind the messenger. So I, I take issue with the messenger when I'm unloading a fully upgraded machine gun and... Uh, unloading on them and they still kill me within two shots with the messenger. It, it is a two-tap weapon and and even though it has a slower, it's one of the slower uh, fire rate, higher impact pulse rifles, it's still pretty quick how, how, how you can just demolish somebody with that weapon. Right. I'm not, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm just not playing the right people, but I just find that in general, people on the con, or specifically in Destiny, they just don't have that great of aim. So even if I hit them a few times, or let's say the Red Death, and I'm moving back and forth, and I stop even shooting at them so I can reposition myself, I can still get the kill over them because, you know, their aim isn't that great. Now, if you fight somebody that has like a crack, it's like crack shot, that's an issue. And I've only played a few people like that, and even then I can ad- adapt to it. Mm-hmm. You know? But, yeah, it's... It, it all depends who has the gun, I guess. Yeah. Basically, what we're trying to say is a lot of the guns from House of Wolves were very un- underwhelming, and there were only a few standouts like Her Benevolence and Messenger. Even the other weapons, uh, besides Her Benevolence and Messenger, um, uh, I'm sorry, her uh, the, the other weapons from Trials of Osiris weren't game changers. Um, the Scout Rifle is very nice, and I could see that becoming a monster in 2.0. But they weren't must-have. Jewel of, Jewel of Osiris is not the gun you think it was back in the day. Um, everybody wanted it to be the perfect hand cannon for Crucible. And, and outside of the, although it's a very powerful perk, the Icarus perk, there's there's not much um, else going for that gun. The nine bullets kind of make it weak. Um, and, and other stuff just outclass it in Crucible. So hopefully... The arms day weapons and the other weapons that come from uh, the Taken King end up being a lot better uh, for for just for the whole game experience. All right, so with that, let's go into the second live stream. Um, this is the Shield Brothers Strike and subclasses perks revealed. Uh, I'm not going to go too into depth with the uh, the subclasses perks. You want additional information? There are sites such as Planet Destiny that you can go to um, that break down every perk. Uh, I will go into certain detail about certain things, such as the Sunbreaker Titan. Um, it is a very, very, very powerful subclass. Not just in the amount of damage that, that it does, but the amount of damage that other people can do because of you. Um, one of the nice perks that are that is on the Sunbreaker Titan, you can melee attack somebody. They'll be burning. 
and every hit that your teammates do on that target will be critical hits. You can destroy a boss really, really quickly, um, and it and because of the way certain bosses are now, you're encouraged to go over there and melee attack. Um, we actually saw that in the video for the Shield Brothers strike where the guy who was a Sunbreaker Titan, he punched one of the brothers, and the other two people were hitting um, him. And for, I think it's three or four seconds, every bullet that they that they landed on him was a critical hit. So I could see that becoming very powerful on old bosses, hopefully if they fix them, like Valus Tarek, um, possibly the Nexus, um, throwing hammers, creating sunspots. Um, the one possibly annoying thing that I saw with regards to the Sunbreaker Titan, he has the Warlock Fusion Grenade. That thing sticks to you, guess what? You're dead. Um, the Sun, the Stormcaller Warlock, thank God, thank God, thank God. They balanced out Blink in terms of the Stormcaller Warlock because the only time he can Blink is when he has his super uh, active. I'm okay with that. Problem is, he has the Hunter Arcbolt Grenade. Oh, ugh. See, this is Bungie's idea of uh. balancing. You know, <laughs> instead of taking a look, a serious look at the cheese and maybe trying to reduce the grade, let's just give everybody cheese. Like that's like the 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 hunter's arc bolt grenade is one of the cheesiest grenades. Actually, first of all, Destiny has the cheesiest grenades I've ever seen in a game. Period. But I mean, the the arc bolt grenade is just just unfair. I mean, it has to take like eighty to eighty five percent of your health, dude. Like the one hundred and thirty percent. I'm sorry, one hundred thirty hit. Uh, one hundred thirty points of damage, dude. It's ridiculous how much damage it takes, and it, it's not just the damage. I can see if I was really like, uh, if I was close to it, it happened, but it's the distance. Like, I mean, it's almost like if you see the light, you're gonna get hit. You're you're, you're, you're gonna get take that damage. I mean, you could be you could have taken a little bit of damage from a fight and be in the middle of healing, and then an arc book right and then boom, you're done. Like I, yeah. giving another class, even though it's the warlocks, the arc bolt grenade, I don't like it. Pineapples. Yeah, the, I don't like the, it. The, the the big problem. <laughs> I hate you. Sorry. I hate you. <laughs> you had to bring pineapples in. Pineapples. I don't like it. Oh, pineapples are awesome. But anyway, <laughs> the the problem with arc bolt grenades are, let's say you're around the corner and somebody decides to run around you and they're close enough to you, you get hit because it hit them. And then it hits you, and if anybody else is behind you or close to you, they get hit. So you, it's three targets that get hit, and that's just that's unfair sometimes, especially when you're you're behind the corner, not even facing them. The grenade is nowhere close to you, but because somebody decided to run out there, you get tagged. It's 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 lethal. I hope they do reduce the amount of damage that grenades deal because they are really 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 powerful and you can you can re, uh, recharge them very quickly on certain classes but let's let's move on a little bit um who has the role that is the night stalker hunter that's what i was actually about to jump into uh, okay and he and the one it's not a, a full-on copy but he has a similar version of that titan void grenade that creates a wall the one that, that his the, the hunter's version is a wall, and the the titan's version is kind of like spread out. It's kind of like a flower, a blooming flower. Um, so the wall has a ch has the opportunity to create like choke points for other people to go ahead and you know 
go in and 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 do damage or kill somebody because they couldn't go through that spot. And then even more lethal, which is very intriguing to me, are the smoke bombs that the Night Night Stalker Hunter gets because they can change. Um, the, the, there's several perks that that you can have. For example, let's say uh, you have a certain type of smoke bomb where all all six of you are you guys are close. And they're like, all right, go ahead. He throws down the smoke bomb. All of a sudden, all six of you are invisible for like four to five seconds. That's extremely powerful if you're doing something like Trials of Osiris and you throw down the smoke bomb and all of you are invisible and you go in and, and they, they can't make a, an adjustment because they don't know where you are because they focus too much on that uh, little radar. That's a very powerful perk. Another one of the perks that I saw for the uh, for that... Um, smoke bomb was it can create an effect similar to what i call the wizard poop where the wizard kind of drops that little cloud and you take damage when you're poisoned and you're just walking very slowly it has a similar effect to that so and and the the really interesting thing is it doesn't use grenade energy it uses your strength energy your melee so you have an opportunity to have two grenades for the hunter Granted, uh, the hunter grenades don't seem to be as powerful as, for example, an arc bolt grenade, but you have a more support role with that grenade um, and what you can do for your teammates. Um, that seems very interesting to me because there's certain perks on the hunter uh, super. Um, let's say you tether somebody uh, or you tether a, a team of, like, let's say, three people. And out of nowhere, here comes the Sunbreaker Titan, and he throws his hammers like a hammer brother from Mario Brothers and kills all of them. He creates three orbs of light, but then you create three orbs of light as well because you were the one that tethered him. So for those three kills, all of a sudden you got six orbs of light. That's very, very, very powerful. And that could cause a lot of problems for people in PvP. And I'm saying it right now. A team with a Sunbreaker Titan and a Night Soccer Hunter, along with, let's say, a Defender Titan and a Sunsinger Warlock, that's going to be a very lethal team. And I like the fact that all, all these subclasses are starting to feed into one another and become more um, engaging of other teammates around you. Um, I, I'm very, very intrigued to see the different combinations that are going to happen for Crucible um, outside of, for example, the five titans who put up bubbles and one, one hunter with guns, uh, gunslinger and just powering everything nonstop. Yeah, I like the sound of all of it too. Until um, I'm gonna be killed by it. Right, it's just gonna piss me off. Yeah, it, 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 you're definitely like I, like I've been saying, Crucible is gonna become, I hope, more of a team oriented thing where you want certain people to do certain things. And I, I really hope strategy becomes more important to the game. And it, and it seems like it's going to be going in that direction. Seems is not what it, it's going to be, but let, let's hope that they go in, a certain, in, in that direction and it becomes mm -hmm. uh, more important. There's, every team has someone that wants to pull the heavy ammo when there's no one around. Right. Screw them. They, they belong in the, the ninth circle of hell <laughs> but anyway um let's let's talk about the actual strike um the, the i gotta be honest i saw the shield brothers strike um i 
I personally didn't have a problem that the the live stream only lasted about 40 minutes and half of the time was spent talking about the actual classes. My problem is with the actual strike. Um, I do like the mechanics. I do like the bosses. And I am aware that they went into the strike as level 40, whereas the recommended level of the strike was 36. So everything was 36 and they were 40. That being said, the strike was awfully short. It it it's basically I think I think I would spend more time doing the current sort of Crota mission than it would be to, to do this strike. And I do understand that the that there are variations of that strike based on whether it's the heroic difficulty, whether it's a certain time of day, whether certain enemies are there. Um because the patrol, you're not going to just go into a certain area and like, oh, that's where the uh, the I can get majors for for kill. No, like enemies will be rotating in and out of the patrol area, and that's also going to be in the strike. Um, but there were certain areas that I was just like, you know what, this seems a little too short, and I know a lot of people like those short strikes, but I kind of prefer strikes to be just at least double the length of a story mission. I don't know about you. What, what do you what do you think of the, of the length of the strike, Waldy? Well, I I never like anything that's too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I also want to, you know, I want to earn it. Um I watched the strike and it, it didn't feel like it was anything new or special to it. Um if anything, you know, we've 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 brought up the word <laughs> strategy a lot tonight and there are even parts of that strike there's there's nothing there it's you go into there's a tank in a small room in which it can't even do anything so people are just bombing it like crazy there there was nothing really um uh, going on there that that really required anything else than you just hitting your fire button Mm -hmm. um and and it really came with the brothers too. I I can totally see being disappointed with that. It, it really didn't add anything new. Um, it it didn't feel like anything that we couldn't have already played. So, I yeah. will say I will say this: when that strike is the nightfall, there it's gonna be a challenge. Because mm-hmm. I will say this: the Shield Brothers boss fight, um. While not the hardest thing in the game to do, there the fact that each individual brother has its own. At first, it, it starts off pretty easy. The the one brother comes in and all he does is falcon punch, and it's pretty pretty easy to avoid. But it seems like it was either a one hit kill or a pretty substantial amount of damage if you did get hit. Um, then the second boss comes in and he's throwing mortars. Um, and then once you get him down to a certain level, he goes back, and then both brothers come in, and they have new abilities and perks. Um, the one brother that does the falcon punches, when he hits the ground, all of a sudden there's a circle of fire around him, and the one that throws the mortars, he has a giant shield around him, so you have to go inside the shield to hit him. And if you kill one boss before the other, uh, then the other brother takes on per, uh, person the certain personality and perks, that the other brother had. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the thing in- involves seeing the red one 
dying first, and then all of a sudden the the green one, the one that fired the mortars, he all of a sudden had to punch. So as soon as you try to get inside the shield, he just jumped towards you and tried to punch you and kill you. So I, I could see a lot of things going wrong for people in Nightfalls. But as it was as the normal strike and possibly the level 40 heroic later on, I didn't see anything super challenging. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, I, I do know that once... Once I get my hands on it, and once we do the heroics, it's going to be a different feeling then. But just the first impression, it was rather weak. And I hope that the other strikes are just a tad more challenging. You know, I, I, I guess the way I would put it is that that presentation looked and felt like an expansion. Mm -hmm. While there's other parts of this, of the Taken King, that feel like a new game. Right. And you would consider this an expansion? That, this, strike, this strike. that strike felt more more like an, it's an expansion piece. Right. Whereas some of the other things we've discussed has been like they're, they're trying to create a new game. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I can definitely see that. Um, I, like I said, I hope that the different experiences that you get on that Shield Brother strike make it feel more individualistic. And more fun. Um, the one nice thing is, let's say you complete that Shield Brother strike. You have a chance to get a class item or armor that are based on that strike's boss. For example, let's say that you go back to the Scion Flare strike. I forget what it's called. Um, from Vanilla Destiny that Xbox players will have. They will have the Scion Cloak. Um, they have a ch the Hunter's have his chance of getting the Scion Cloak as a class item uh, to drop on them. So people are going to be doing these strikes strictly for the rewards on heroic difficulty. And then the more, more consecutive strikes that you do during a heroic strike playlist, the higher of a chance you have of getting a specific item from that strike. So hopefully items like Hopscotch Pilgrim won't become super rare, and you won't ever get it unless you do 700 of that strike. Um, the other big change happening strike-wise is that Nightfalls are getting completely changed in terms of how they are. I believe some of these changes makes, make it harder, and then some of the other changes, mm, I'm not sure yet. Um, the one big thing is you have to be level 40 to do a Nightfall, and that's a huge change from the way Nightfalls are right now. Nightfalls always used to be two levels down from the max level. For example, original Vanilla Destiny, the max level was for Nightfall was 28, but your max level could be 30. Um, come the Dark Below, it was 30, but your max level was 32. And then House of, House of Wolves, it was 32, but your max level could be 34. The fact that it's going to be 40 to do it means that it has a chance to become very difficult Provided that you have a relatively okay light level. Um, completing a Nightfall will not give you the XP boost as you currently have it. But all the, uh, the XPs for the stories, the dailies, all that stuff is getting bumped up big time to provide a, an XP boost um, regardless of the fact that you didn't get that XP boost from the Nightfall. 
The other big thing that a people that the the other two big things are, you don't get booted back to orbit if you if all three of you wipe, and that's going to be become very important considering that let's say somebody dies currently in a nightfall, you can just go back and pick them up immediately. Well, now they're going back to the normal raid or prison of elders way of re revive. You have thirty seconds before you're able to revive them, and that's going to make those nightfalls. Very, very tough, especially on ones that you kind of need that other person out there. Um, I'm kind of excited to see how the Nightfall is, um, but I got to be honest, the one thing that always made it kind of tough or, or made everybody play conservatively, which people will still play conservatively, but that's beside the point, is the fact that you wanted to stay back and not all wipe so that you wouldn't be kicked to orbit. I wonder if they're going to start you back at the at a specific checkpoint or if it's going to start you at the beginning of the strike. And that's what that's what's going to determine whether or not people like these nightfall changes cuz I know a lot of people did like the fact that you got kicked to orbit. I didn't personally. <laughs> uh the other thing that's changing is that there's no more weekly heroic strikes. Bye bye, strange coins. No nine coins for you. You, can, you stay. You stay poor. Oh no, Bungie's gonna give me my nine coins in the nightfall. <laughs> <laughs> um, the weekly heroic strike has been removed and replaced with a heroic strike playlist. That's what I was talking about earlier. Uh, the nine strange coin reward has also been removed. But every time that you level up, uh, let's say, like right now, you, every time you level up, you get a mode of light. Well, guess what? Every time you level up, you get five strange coins and five motes of light. So that, that more than replaces that nine coins um, that you would have gotten from the weekly heroic. Uh, the daily PvP and PvE challenges, the daily um, that, I, that I, I kept mentioning, well, they've been changed from character-based to account-based. So you got to decide whether or not you want to put that daily experience on that specific character or another character. Uh, the big thing is all these end game activities, guess what? They mean squat if you don't own, um, the house, uh, not house of wolves, the, the taken king. Cause in order to complete any of this stuff, any of the end game activities, you have to complete King's fall, the new raid, which is available that Friday, um, the 18th. So if you have vanilla destiny or only year one destiny stuff, you won't be able to participate in any more nightfalls, any more weekly strikes, or dailies. Ja, how you doing over there? You know, <sighs> Ja's for the people. Okay, right. Ja is for mm -hmm. the people. Right. He is Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah, I think the fact that weekly nightfalls and dailies and things of that nature. I think the fact that that's being taken away from people who don't upgrade to the Taken King, I think that's total bullshit. I mean, these people have... Let's say you bought all year one Destiny stuff, but you know what? You just did not want to buy the Taken King, okay? Uh, or you ha were going to wait. Let's say you were going to wait to buy the Taken King. Let's say you still do like Destiny, but now you, you want to wait to buy the Taken King. The, the functionality of the stuff that you have purchased thus far has been reduced. You've spent mm -hmm. $100 on this game, and they are now making it less functional for you. For whatever reason. I mean, like, that's... I, 
I have a serious problem with that. That's 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 bullshit. I mean, I find it hard to believe that they can't set up a, a cluster of servers to support players who only have the year one stuff. Like, come on, that's no, that's that's bullshit. And that's one of the that's one of the things that makes it so hard in terms of my like decision if I'm going to purchase the Taken King or not. Stuff like that. That's a moral issue. <laughs> you know, that is like that to me. That is a a moral issue. They're fucking. They're fucking over some of their player base. Cause like I said, let's let's for example, let's just ignore people who aren't gonna get the Taken King, who aren't gonna play it. They're done. They probably don't care anyway. But not everybody. I mean, forty bucks is only it's two thirds of a game, and people can play enough right now for having to pay sixty bucks for a game. And it's not like this holiday season uh, coming or. You know, this holiday season is going to be dry, or like Metal Gear didn't just come out, so people may not have the cash to buy the uh, the expansion right away. But now, if you can't buy the expansion day one, you just you you, you can't do that stuff. And I I think it's 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 bullshit. So playing course, devil's at playing oh, devil's advocate a little bit. Of course you are. Go. <laughs> how how do you feel right now? The way it is right now. Where there are certain times where people who have only vanilla Destiny cannot do a Nightfall. I think that's bullshit too. To be perfectly honest with you, I think uh, that if you if you only have vanilla Destiny or you only have the one expansion, uh, you know, you sh- there should be there should be Nightfalls for for different people. Like if you have just vanilla, here's a Nightfall for you. If you have just uh, you know, dark below and vanilla. There's that, and you know, vice versa. Even though that may be unreasonable, I will admit that that might be unreasonable. Okay, and it did get a little better when they made the weekly uh, heroic and the weekly nightfall different. Because mm-hmm. remember before with the dark below, if if it was just a, if it was like you know, um, I'm the goal, you just couldn't do it. Period. Right. You couldn't do anything that week. Uh, so I'll admit that that may be a, a, a bit more unreasonable that you 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 do need to you know keep up with the game to an extent, uh, kind of like kind of like WoW because some stuff in WoW just is not the same if you don't have the expansion. But to completely, mm-hmm. but you know, with WoW there's a different story. I mean, you're paying uh, a monthly a monthly fee, and on top of that, when you typically when you buy the expansion, that's kind of included with the monthly fee. You know, mm-hmm. like that that price with Destiny, they're, they're completely like toning that out, and I and I, and I really don't appreciate that as, as a friend of the people. <laughs> as a friend of the people, though, I'm going to challenge you again. Mm-hmm. That twelve dollars that you spend a month ends up being what a uh, hundred and. Forty-four dollars a year, right? Um, that's more than you would spend in one year of, let's say, going forward now. One year of Destiny, for example. Let's just go by stuff that was released this year. You have the twenty dollars for the uh, for the House of Wolves. You have forty dollars for the Taken King. So you have sixty dollars worth of total content that you just purchased for Destiny. That's less than $144, and on top of that, you don't have to pay, for, what, what was it, like 40 bucks or whatever it was for the, uh, for the, 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 the current year's uh, DLC? 
Well, first of all, WoW doesn't have an expansion every year. So that's the thing. Well, at least, well, they may start doing that. So, sorry. They, they may actually start doing that, according to Nick, if you listen to WoW Talk. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what he's speculating. But before now, WoW didn't have a yearly expansion. Mm-hmm. You know, they just had, some years, they just had the 144 bucks. And to be perfectly honest with you, for the 144 bucks, you get way more than what Bungie is offering for the $140 that year one players would have been put paying. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you're getting way more for that. Like it is not comparable at all. I mean, shit. It, the the amount of content that Guild Wars players have gotten versus Destiny players is not comparable at all. So I, I think it's hard to it's hard to uh, gauge dollar for dollar when you when you're talking about you know uh, the WoW versus versus like you know Destiny, right. I mean, it, it also is the, the fact that we're judging a, what is it, 10-year-plus game to a, just barely a one-year game, or a year-old game. Oh, you're talking about uh, WoW? Yeah, but even well, when WoW was in vanilla, like, the the amount of content in WoW was, it was incredible. I mean, like, the hardest of the hardcore, those are the guys that got to the highest level within the first week or two weeks. And I'm talking about, you know, you know, basement living, Cheeto on shirt, not having a job, <laughs> stereotypical people. Nerd. I, I probably hurt some feelings there, but hey, email me about it. <laughs> I'm sorry about it, Josh, or whatever your name is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, the, that's for you to do, like, you know, what people are doing in Destiny casually... Even in even you know, uh, in the beginning of Destiny, I think the only thing that kept people from getting to level thirty was the fact that the Vault of Glass was, uh, first of all, was a week after, and second of all, it's completely random. Like the drops are like completely random. So yeah, I mean, the the amount of content is not comparable even from Vanilla Destiny, uh, Destiny, but, but Vanilla WoW, like it is not comparable at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, it took what. It took uh to get from level one to twenty. I think we we said it'll take you about six seven hours, right? Something like that, you know. Yeah, and, and and you can grind it out in Crucible and get level twenty pretty fast. And vanilla, wow, dude! Like, well, the, the cap was sixty. After I hit level thirty, I had a I had the leveling down to a science where I could level every six hours, you know. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a grind. That's me actually doing a ton of stuff. You know, that's not me running out of quests or anything like that. Whereas with Destiny, you know, it started off, the game was extremely short. We played the, we played 25% of the game in beta, and then the game just relies on you keep playing the same thing over and over again to level up or to uh, get a light level and then have enough friends that you know in real life or at least communicate online in some other fashion to get to level mm-hmm. 30, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's... We could talk content for t- content, but Destiny is not gonna win that fight. No, at least not for for a while. I, I mean, it, it probably not ever compared to WoW, but not, I definitely not, at least see not their, for the their... price. At least not for the price. I'll tell you that because I think Destiny could do content wise. I think they could be very expansive, especially after they drop the support for last gen consoles. Right, it could be which, extru- which I was actually going to mention that that as soon as they do that, 
I guarantee you they will there will be much more expansive worlds and much more stuff to do in the game. I believe you. Um, on and that. that's and that's not a, not it's not a knock against the PS3, but I mean, let's be honest. There there are people right now on PS3 and Xbox 360 that won't be able to play the game come this Tuesday because they have no space. Uh, that that's something I was actually going to jump in uh, on onto later, but since we we already opened up that that topic, there are people that will not be able to play Destiny simply because they have no room to download that update for this Tuesday. Um, if you have the old sixty gigabyte uh, PS3, I feel bad for you, son, because Destiny got ninety nine problems, but you ain't one. Dude, that that problem started before. The last gen was even considered, you know, last gen. It was current gen. Because what games uh, could you not play if you had a certain version of Xbox? I think there were two specifically. I think one was Halo, Halo Four, mm-hmm. and one was GTA. Like if you had the Halo that did, oh no, if you had the Xbox that had the really small hard drive, or there was one mm-hmm. without one, you couldn't even play those games. So and, I, and 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 now it's becoming even more a more common thing. Um, I, Kind of jumping into uh, double taps territory, but recently uh, Mortal Kombat X was supposed to come out on PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, it was supposed to come out what what was it one month after the release on PS4, and then it got delayed. And then just recently they said that they could not get it to a functional level on Xbox and PS3 that would be sufficient enough for them. And the fact that that's happening with Mortal Kombat and a game that, for example, uh, Destiny, which has, I mean, I'm not trying to make Mortal Kombat seem like child's play, but it seems like there's there's a whole bunch more stuff that happens that you can interact with in Destiny in that world compared to just the two fighters plus random um, weapons on the side. Um, it, it, it definitely does not bode well for, for, for previous generation owners who want to move forward with the franchise. Bungie said, look, you can upgrade the hard drive or you can get a new system. We're not saying that you have to get the new system, but just realize that you we're facing limitations and there's there's only so much that we can do with that previous generation. So I, I hope next year's Destiny come this time, drop support for those old systems completely because it's it's I want to see the game evolve. And I want to want the game to approach MMO levels. I want there to be sixteen to twenty people in any area at a time doing public events. Because nine people's cool for Court of Oryx, but imagine twenty people there doing that, um, fighting a giant boss that that just comes out of nowhere, and that's the public event. You have to take down that bad giant guy um, using different tactics. I think it would be amazing, and I think it would. Definitely push Destiny into the MMO territory, but let's let's just move move forward just a little bit. Um, as I mentioned, the, the the large update that's happening this Tuesday on the eighth, it's twenty gigabytes for the Xbox One and the PS4. So make sure you have enough space and that you don't have too many games clogging up your five hundred gigabyte hard drive or even a terabyte now. Um, last gen systems are going to get about 30 gigabytes for, for the, for the download because of the way the system handles the updates. And then after that, you're going to need 20 gigabytes because it's going to realize that certain data is duplicate and it's just going to delete it. 
as I mentioned, certain PS3s and 360s won't be able to update because of the lack of hard drive space for 2.0, uh, the Taken King, and its future updates. Because these games will get updated in the future and you're just going to run out of space. Um, this Tuesday's coming uh, 2.0 update will include the Northbot voice, voice, voiced by Nor Nolan North. So you only have a few days as of the time of recording to get your Peter Dinklage fix in. Because after that, the only time you'll be able to hear him is in old YouTube videos. So sad. So, so sad. I still don't, uh, I still don't blame him. I don't blame him for the it, issue. It, 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 def it definitely wasn't him. I can tell you right now, when they changed the story seven months before the game was released, because the head writer left um, to go back to Xbox, I think it was 343, I, or no, he, he went somewhere else. But anyway, when he left, that kind of screwed up the story for everything, and you can't have somebody continuously go back to re-record the same line. At a certain point, it's, it, it, it's just impossible. And at least for, for someone like Kim, who's constantly doing stuff, especially with, with like Game of Thrones, he's only available so many times of the year since he's going to be on the other side of the world for, uh, doing stuff for Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, when I was looking at the old commercials for, or, or preview stuff for, the, uh, for Destiny, the ghosts definitely seem more animated, more jovial. Um, definitely uh, more interactive. He was kind of conversing with with your uh, player. He seemed funny, and now you're just like, ugh. So hopefully, Nolan North being more available to record lines improves the connection between your player and the ghosts, and the ghosts as well with other characters. Um, some of the stuff that we've heard wasn't groundbreaking with the with Northbot. In terms of this, the Shield Brothers strike, um, it was okay. Um, hopefully, the rest of the game. Um, it's a very high pitched voice, and I don't think we're used to that from Nolan North. Right. Um, so hopefully, uh, when we get more used to Northbot and, and his quirkiness, um, whereas Peter Dinklage's old ghost seemed more like. A robot understanding he's a robot yet trying to show emotion. The North bot seems more like a robot, a, a human trapped inside a robot's body who's trying to be human. So at least that's the impression I got. Um, the 2.0 update not only will include that new voice, but it's going to include weapon rebalancing. Uh, the beginning quest lines for the year one items will be changed. Um, Everything's going to go to quest lines. The old Eris Morn missions from uh, Dark Below, they're going the way of the Dodo. They're, they're completely removing them. In their place, however, is a new quest line. So if you want to do the old um, the Dark Below stuff, you can still do it with the quest line. That's not going away. Um, I believe she's getting a new set of uh, shaders and armor and whatnot as well. So. We'll, we'll see when that comes out. Um, also, another thing that's changing is uh, all everything from year one is getting remixed. For example, let's say I were to do the Sword of Crota mission. Um, the Sword of Crota mission would then go into a mission from the Dark Below. So they're, 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 they're changing the pacing and hopefully 
fleshing it out a little bit better. And that also takes place on Tuesday. So I'm excited to see what, what kind of new changes. I actually created a new account. Um, that way I can do the stuff without deleting my old characters. Um, just to test it out. To be able to better report for, for people. And when I do the review for Mash Those Buttons for uh, The Taken King. I'll be able to go and, and exp uh, explore it from a new character's perspective. As well as my current character's perspective. Um, people that purchased the $80 Collector Edition that previously purchased the original game before Bungie put out the, the update saying, hey, guess what? We're going to be selling those um, emblems, shaders, and dance moves um, separate as a $20 package. They're going to get a special gift. So I'm going to get a special gift. Uh, it's not going to be this Tuesday, nor is it going to be the day that the Taken King gets released. It's going to be mentioned in the future. Bungie already has an automatic list, and they're going to be sending different things out to people in the future. Um, another thing that people noticed was that there is a new type of engram, at least for PS4 players, called the Sublime Engram, that has a uh, chance to provide exclusive loot of some sort. Um, some people speculated that these this loot includes parts for a new exotic. That will be specifically to PS4. So you'll have to wait a year before if you're on Xbox to get that Sublime Engram. Um, and they're going to change certain things on Tuesday with regards to PvP. As Rift, um, all the new game modes are going to be available. Rift, the supers, and the, uh, the, uh, the control map will be available along with all six of the new um, maps. So people can get to try them for at least one week, even if you have regular original vanilla Destiny only. You'll get to try out the new stuff for a week, decide whether or not that's good enough for you for PvP, and then um, come that week, you have to make your decision whether or not you want to stay with the game. Um, so let's go into the third live stream, which just happened recently, and that's the Court of Oryx mission. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about Zur. Uh, Zura is going to be selling a three of coin. Um, that's a new item that you purchase from him that increases your chance of obtaining an exotic from an ultra, such as Crota, Atheon, Irute, uh, certain um, like uh, the Nightfall strikes, um, those bosses. You have a, ch a better chance of getting exotic weapon from those. You'll also be selling exotic engrams that will provide year one exotics. So, Ja, guess what? What? You can get your Hawk Moon. <laughs> I don't want it now. Oh, well, do do your face. That's the thing. I wanted it when they should have given it to me, dude. The fucking million times I ran, uh, you know, Vault Glass or when I was in the Crucible. But they got that shitty RNG system they have. I don't want to talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, the one thing is that they, they will be improving the RNG system, and it's not going to be as painful, thank God. Um, in addition to the exotic um, engrams that I was mentioning for the year one stuff, the Cryptarch is actually going to be selling engrams, uh, legendary engrams, and they do have a chance of dropping exotic weapons from those. Not a great chance, but you do have a chance of using legendary marks later on in the lifetime of the taken king probably like two months or three months after that where you have all the regular legendary weapons you would need 
all the legendary um, armor you would need. You have all these marks. You don't really have anything to do with them because you already have all the exotics purchased from the um, from the blueprints. You have all these marks. Why don't you just go ahead and buy engrams? And all of a sudden, you're getting all these exotics that you may not have gotten before. And you're like, oh, cool. At least, you know, you, you're able to do different things with those legendary marks in the future. Um, the So th that's how Xur is going to be operating. And, and they haven't really gone too much into detail about Xur. I'm actually interested to see what else xur has got going on. Because I have a feeling he's going to be more useful than he is right now. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the actual live stream and the Court of Oryx, um, uh, not really mission, but public event. The guaranteed public event. So hopefully they give you um, that public event package every time you do, uh, at least the first time you do it. Um, the Court of Oryx has statues right before you enter the arena that's covered in a miasma. Um, if you don't activate the statues... The arena just stays covered with this miasma that's going to slowly kill you if you decide to jump in there. Um, there's going to be three difficulty tiers. The first one has level 36 difficulty style ultras with one boss. Um, for example, and by boss, that means whatever the, bo the actual boss is. Um, for example, one of them was three witches, or uh, I'm sorry, wizards. Where if wizards, where if wizards, come on, get together. <laughs> <laughs> where if you don't kill uh, all three of them either at the same time or close to the same time, they'll they'll go and respawn um, that wizard again. Um, so you have to kill them pretty quickly. Uh, or the the knight brothers, where one of them's a regular knight, the other one's a taken knight, and they have to be close by each other in order for their super shield to go down so that you can actually do damage to them. Um, then there's tier two. The tier 2 difficulty will have Nightfall level ultras with multiple bosses. So, for example, you'll have those Sword Brothers that I was just talking about, plus the Wizards. Wizards! Wizards! And then you have to take them both down. And when I was looking at the live stream, it looked like the level of the enemies in that room were level 41 at that time. So it looks like it's a pretty challenging thing um, to take care of um, as you want to focus on one boss and then go after the other boss. Uh, to take them down. And per Bungie, the t level, the tier 3 level has raid boss level ultras. Um, they are completely different enemies than the ones that you encounter on level 1 or level 2. So they have their own little thing. Um, in order to activate these, um, these tiers, you have to get a rune. And then the certain runes have to be powered up by, for example... Killing a specific target in the Dreadnought, or going out to Earth and killing a specific target there, or completing a Court of Oryx public events. Uh, the Court of Oryx can be done by one person on a lower level. Um, you can have a fire team of three, but there's a maximum number of people that can go in there of nine. So the more people you have, the better it is, because you have a better chance of, of completing uh, that. Court of Warwick's public event if the, with more people there. The person that puts the rune to activate it gets the better reward. So that person is going to get, for example, a better ghost shell than other people. Um, and they haven't mentioned what kind of weapons drop on Tier 3, but my guess is the person that has the put in the rune for Tier 3 has a chance for an exotic. 
just because it's a raid boss style level enemy. So if you can combine that rune plus the three of coin, all of a sudden you have a pretty good farming method of getting some of the exotics of the game. Um, while they were there, they quote unquote accidentally revealed one of the new exotics in the game called the Raised Lighter, which is an exotic sword. Yes, they have confirmed you have swords in the game. The problem is swords don't drop. You have to forge them. So the Raised Lighter is probably going to go in a similar path as the, uh, the uh, Necrochasm, where you get a certain level sword, you build that up to another level, and then all of a sudden you build it up one more time to get the Raised Lighter. So I think that would be kind of cool. And it looked like the power level of that sword was 310. Um, if you think that that's a downgrade from what we have, well, remember, everything that's currently 365 will be at about 170 damage. It'll do this, the same amount of damage, but the actual number is changing. And then to give you a, a, a perspective of what that means, well, that current 310 sword in uh, the, the Taken King, under current stats, would be about 665. So you can do some serious damage to the, level, the current level 34 and 35s with, uh, with a, uh, a new level 310 weapon. And they did confirm the King's Fall raid will be available the 18th, which is that Friday, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In addition to that, they also confirmed that the Taken King will be available that Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is, what, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time? So... Drink some coffee, get a nap, because come Tuesday morning, early, early morning, while everybody's going to work, I will be playing the Taken King like the nerd that I am, because Stone Cold said so. <laughs> uh, Waldy, I know that you watched the uh, the Court of Orcs uh, live stream. What did you think of that? That looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. It's something a little bit different. Uh, has more players involved. It's almost like a daily event mixed with Prison of Elders, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it looks fun. Uh, I, I hope everyone that's playing is willing to um, play like a team and, and try and defeat the boss. No one's in there to... to uh, Screw anybody over. Yeah, pretty much, and they and they could, they really could, um, and especially if I mean this happened to us in trials, so I don't see why it couldn't happen during this. But what if you what if you beat a boss and someone's able to kick you out? I don't think that's that that's as much of a problem. The only reason I say that is, um. Hopefully, you're going into the Court of Orcs with three people that you know. It's always a problem if you're going with randos, those, those, three, those two other people. But I have a feeling that people are going to be smarter than that because I, let's say I were on some, one of the other six that were in there. I can't just boot you out. Okay. Um, like, let's say you, me, and Ja, we go into the Court of Orcs. 
we do this, not one of the other six can't just boot us out um, from the Court of Oryx. Okay. And I, I would think that Ja wouldn't boot me or you out unless he was feeling rather salty right. um, yeah. and got 13 and 0 for some reason. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Oh, oh. No, but what it, happened? I it, try it, to tell you, but they don't want to listen. You keep your mouth shut after losing 10 straight. Anyway, go ahead. No, it, uh, it looked like it was that. fun. I mean, just watching the video itself, just seeing some of the new guns, seeing how uh, some of the perks of the. Uh, the new ghost shells, how helpful they can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole surrounding it, like there's, there's always fighting going on around it. Mm-hmm. So, which is one of the ways I, it looks like it's one of the ways, at least one of the characters picked up a rune just from that alone. Yeah. Um. So it looks like you know, even if you were bored, you could always just jump into the court of Oryx, go around, uh, just. Um, fight some cabal, fight some fallen, and, and then just head on over and, and kind of wait for something to happen, uh, for someone to bring a rune, or wait until a good group uh, comes together in order to go in and, and fight a boss with you using your rune. So, uh, no, it, it, it's something different, um, and that's, for some of us, that's exactly what we're looking for. Uh, as much as it is pretty much a combination of some things that they already do. Uh, mm-hmm. But it sounds like it could be interesting. And, and the fact that uh, a person with everyone gets rewarded, uh, but the person with the rune is the one that really gets the reward, uh, the major reward. And as long as they've been working on that, and I hope they have, that, and it sounds like from the descriptions, the way that they're kind of promising that you're going to get something good. Um, then, then it's worth it. Dude, that, I that, can't wait to see you with a sword. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually Dude, looking forward to you. You are going to do some crazy stuff, and I know you will. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the sword. Uh, I'm one of those that kind of wondered why there hasn't been one. Especially, I've, I've always kind of wondered why we can't pick up some of the, the items off of some of the enemies we kill. So to be able to to pick up a sword and and I realize it may use up quite a bit of uh, heavy ammo, um, in using it. But uh, now I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I want to see want to try something else other than machine gun and and rocket launcher. So um, no, I'm pretty positive about it. Uh, and and I think that has like I said, I hope they learn their lessons. Prison of Elders is is still fun just just to play with friends, especially ones that know exactly what they're doing. But ultimately, once you did it a few times, you realize when you fell all the way down into the the Scrooge McDuck basement, um, that there was nothing waiting for you in that large, fancy chest. Mm-hmm. And that was frustrating. It, it actually, I would think it probably drove people away. Well, well there's no reason to have a key now. It's, they're they're going to give you a Dream Waker. Right. Surprise. Yeah, you know, here you go. Here's your, your 12th Dream Waker or, or uh, uh, Noblesse. Um, so it, there really wasn't a reason to do it that much anymore. Right. So hopefully since um, they're talking about fixing the randomness and the, the quality of, of the chest um, and 
that uh, working towards making sure they're not giving you multiples of something, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And and I like I like seeing a group. That's how some of the battles should be. The, in my opinion, is seeing large groups of guardians fighting these creatures, fighting the enemy. I I. You know, as much as there's so little story and how much it's broken up and how much has been torn apart and patched right back up and and it's you know I've I've been looking into what what was possibly the original story to begin with, but I I don't think the guardians were really meant to go do things alone and and I kind of like the idea of all of them ganging up and and working towards. Uh, defeating somebody it just seems like it would be more fun right i know somebody who would disagree with you um one of our previous co co-hosts <laughs> kind of like doing things by himself but, <laughs> but you know I, I i honestly believe that a lot of these changes are, are are great for the game um there is a change that came out literally hours before we started recording and that's the fact that this current weekend this labor day weekend is the last weekend for a couple months that we will have trials of osiris in addition to that this is the last up to this tuesday the last few days of the roaming of the pack of wolves so that right there, that's two things that if if you're a grimoire whore like I am, you are going to run out of time. Um, so make sure that hopefully this this gets out to you, you guardians, pretty soon. But make sure if you guys want that grimoire, you guys go and kill those targets. The one that you're probably gonna have a tough time if you didn't already get them is the queen. Um, the kel was the kel slayer or the no, I forget what it, it, it's 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 a, it's that one special mission that shows up. Really, isn't that much of a mission? You get to use a turret, um, where you fight the uh, the ogre. Oh yeah, they just happen to put that turret in. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, oh, what is his name? Olgrath or um, oh, Fogoth. 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 There it is. In his little area. Yeah. Right. Um. I, I hated that mission because it was just so stupidly done. I I liked the concept behind it, and I and I would have liked it if there was some some context as like why we're doing this mission. Like Guardian, we've heard distressing signals coming from down there. Um, please go investigate this right now. Like she's actually talking to you. No, you just go in silently. All of a sudden, you go in there and it says use turret. Like okay, all right, go find target. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, I gotta shoot the target. Okay, he's dead. Oh, oh, mission's done already. All right, cool. Yeah, there's literally no benefit to doing it either, either on hard or norm or normal, unless you want extra experience. That's literally the the the, the only difference. It's such a useless throwaway mission um, that I thought they could have done something with, and they ended up not doing anything with it. So, anyway, that's pretty much. It, uh, I mean, I'm excited for the Taken King. This Tuesday is the first big step into Taken King territory. Um, they're gonna, like I said, the House of uh, Roaming Wolves are gonna go away, and 
What does that mean for those many public events? Are they getting replaced with Taken? Are Taken going to be roaming all over the place? In fact, one of the few tweets said, get ready for the 8th because there will be many changes happening to the world. Um, not just Hopefully not just PvP. Hopefully there will be something new going around and patrols and whatnot. So cross your fingers. Ja, do you have any, uh, anything you wanted to add to what we were talking about? Uh... There was something I picked up when I was watching the first video. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who I should be blaming for all my problems, his name is Tyson Green. He says he's mm -hmm. in charge of rewards. Tyson, you are on my list. <laughs> you are on my list. I now I know. <laughs> I know who is in charge. I know who is responsible for me not getting a hawk moon. I actually was surprised nobody in the crowd booed him. <laughs> I would have been the first one to like I'm responsible for your rewards. Boo! Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> that's why you probably didn't get invited, right? <laughs> like but, you know, I'm okay with that. They they saw your summer jam tape and <laughs> <laughs> I booed everyone and anyone there. Yes, he absolutely did. He and to the girl who was dressed up as Melina who had Stonehenge on your face, baby, you can do better than that. Anyway, <laughs> um. What about you, uh, John? Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, you know, uh, one of my favorite parts of the game uh, recently was when uh, House of Wolves came out and uh, we were all ready to play. And like throughout the day, um, uh, Jarrett and I and I think Sage were all texting each other uh, of just like, yeah, I'll be home at this time uh, and, and I'll jump on immediately. Like we, we couldn't wait to start. Mm hmm. Um, and I'm looking for, forward to that too. Uh, you know, and, and I'm hoping by the time I get home, um, destiny isn't overrun by people with level 40 already. I'll, I'll save one of my characters just for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, <laughs> and, and so that, uh, you know, Jared, Jared and I, myself and I, well, the three of us can all go on and, and, and I had a lot of fun. Uh, and, and I really hope that this is, uh, um, a, a new beginning. Cool. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. I start, I see a lot of things that, that Jared's talking about too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and this is kind of like a make it or break it. I think for destiny, uh, from my point of view, I want to, I want to see this. Uh, I wanted to see destiny be successful. I, I want it to be a, a good game, but, um, I hope it doesn't fall into the, uh, same pitfalls that it had particularly in the first year completely agree with you there um crossing our fingers because by the time the next episode hits we will have been pretty much a month into the taken king and we're going to be giving our impressions any different changes or patches that have been going on since then since there's almost guaranteed to be at least one or two patches because of certain things that people found in the game but uh well, where can people find you jared oh you can find me like, actually, I've been using Twitter a lot recently. I don't know what it was. Like, I, I had Twitter for years, almost since it originated. And just over the last few months, it's been like, oh, I've actually been using it. But you can find me on Twitter, which my Twitter is ConceptSF, which is C0NC3PTSF. For now, I'm mm -hmm. probably going to change it in the future, but that, that that's where you can find me for now. Cool. Uh, and what is your uh, PlayStation uh, ID? 
if anybody wanted to play with you. I don't want you to play with me now. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. <laughs> no, on PSN, you can find me uh, Jablaze. J-A-A-B-L-A-Z-E. Cool. Um, and Ja also does a lot of stuff with Mash Those Buttons with regards to game reviews, so uh, make sure you stay tuned to him for constant updates on all the new games coming out this year and stuff. What about you, Waldy? Um, if somebody wanted to play with you because you are the master of destiny, where can they find you at? Uh, they're going to have to find me through uh, Jarrett. So oh, okay. I hope they wrote down all his information <laughs> and they can contact him and, and he'll let me know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, you can just find me at uh, Waldy77 uh, is my PSN. Cool. And I am available on multiple different platforms. Um, my Twitter handle is J-I, V as in Victor, E-G-U-I-L-L-A. You can find me on Twitch. I'll be streaming for not only uh, Mash Those Buttons every so often, but I will also be streaming for our clan Darkspell um, and also the clan Technodrome. Um, hopefully we can get some of those people in here sometime in the future so that they can give their experiences on the game and uh, get a different perspective because it's always nice to have other people come in and uh, get uh, new or share their experiences and, and get new perspectives. Um, as for Mash Those Buttons, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons. You can also find us on YouTube.com slash Mash Those Buttons. I hope to get a couple videos on there myself for Destiny and possibly other games. Um, as for other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network, we have Double Tap, which is available the first week of every month. We also have Wow Talk, which is available every other week. Um, when was the last Wow Talk, Jared? It was this week that just passed uh, the first Monday, the first. Oh, sorry, Tuesday the cool. first. Sorry. Cool. Double Tap is your fighting game resource, and Wow Talk is obviously your World of Warcraft resource. We have the Mash Cash, which comes up every Monday. I recorded one a couple weeks ago, and I think I'm coming up sometime soon, so you can hear me there as well. This Monday. Um, this Monday. Woo! <laughs> um, you can also hear me on another podcast, Super Your Power Hour. Hopefully, we'll go back to recording soon. As for where you can find us, well, we're all over the place. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Overcast for iOS. We're on Stitcher Smart Radio. We're on Player.fm. We're also on Pocket Cast. I'm going to be uploading a couple links to different uh, Facebook groups and, uh, and and to all the different people out there so that you guys can stay in, stay tuned, get your in-orbit fix, get some Destiny knowledge, as well as some of our personal opinions and uh, thoughts on the game. So f- on behalf of Jared over here, a.k.a. Ja Blaze, on behalf of John, a.k.a. Waldy, I am your host, GoToNRG, a.k.a. Jorge, a.k.a. Big Nasty, a.k.a. Too Many A.k.a.'s, hashtag Too Many A.k.a.'s. I hope to see you back here one month from now. Guardians out. Have fun with Taken King. Bye. Later. Bye-bye.